Hey, I'm Amanda Vernon. And I'm Father Matt Face, and this is We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. In this episode, I get stuck. In unforgiveness. In unforgiveness. And also under a porch. <laughs> Tragedy, vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. I almost titled this How to Forgive Immediately. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good good <laughs> title, something to click on, right? Yeah, but like it would be out of character for me. Did- well, we have actually we have actually titled some of our podcasts like how to How to, yeah, exactly. We just don't answer. Yeah. The question, yeah, the not not so great with the because I'm an artist, yeah, and just ex- sh- don't tell me, don't tell me, show me, show, show, don't tell, yeah, not show and tell, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You got me. Yeah, <sighs> the title of this podcast episode is "I Forgive You Immediately." I didn't really want to write this episode mm-hmm. because. I I, because I didn't want to like, because sometimes I don't want to forgive, ah, and um, because it means that somebody did something either wrong or hurtful, mm-hmm. or both, and then we always have to do what we talk about on the podcast, like while it's happening, that it's has like been prophetic a or something, yeah. And so while I was even writing this, I was taking some notes ahead of time, and then mm-hmm. I had to forgive David. For something in the midst of writing, I don't even remember what it was anymore because I forgave you. But like oh, I was, you mean when you were writing? Yeah, when I was writing it, and I was just like, Ugh. and I was like, he said something that like hurt my feelings, and I just wanted to hang on to those words. Or maybe I was even thinking about something that happened in the past, and I was just like just mulling over it. it. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, like, I'll forgive him later. <laughs> and then. And I remember what the title of the episode is. Give you immediately. Awesome. Do you think that hanging on to hurt um, it gives us a semblance of control? Ooh, yeah. I think that's a great that's a great diagnosis there. I think the absolutely diagnosis. Yeah, <laughs> but one but one you're familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I like. I liked what you said there because that was um, that was super honest to say, uh, like even it, like forgiving someone that's admitting that that person made an impact on me and it was negative, right? Mm-hmm. So that's giving up some control right there, right? That this person, yeah, did make an impact on me that I didn't like. Um, yeah, so that's that that is a, a sense of like you have to admit, give up that control. This person did that. Do you think it's easier to forgive if you um if you tend toward passivity versus tend toward aggression? You know, mm-hmm. like like if it's easier for you to go along with whatever's mm-hmm. happening. Or like if you if you're already adverse to conflict, is yeah. it easier to forgive? That's a great I've I've never thought in that framework. I would say f- um right off the bat. No, forgiving's hard no matter what. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay. Right? Because if even if you're like what well, do you do you have a sense of if one would be easier or not? 
I just know that it can be hard for me, and I like to like be in control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that sense, right? And you, because I was thinking at first, like, well, maybe the passive person it's easier for them. Maybe that's because I'm. Anyways, um, uh, too many tangents. Uh, the 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 passive person it might be easier because like they can just roll with the punches, they can let things go. Mm-hmm. And get, um. But no, because I know people who are very passive and very bitter, uh, right? <laughs> like, okay. Like they, all these things are happening and they're just like, it looks like they're rolling with the punches, but they're holding onto it still. Okay. Um, and, and really uh, letting that spoil yeah. a lot of things, even though they're like, fine, whatever, we can do that. Like they're still harboring it. I guess either way you have to, you have to, grace builds on nature, right? Like you have to mm-hmm. you, use your own personality and your strengths for you right like you have to use it for forgiveness so if you're passive if you tend to avoid conflict then um maybe you use that to your advantage in forgiving like you can you can also realize that as you forgive somebody it's going to be less there's going to be less conflict if i forgive them (laughs) right um and then or for me who like i would like want to take action then the action that i can take is to forgive Mm -hmm. and to realize that that's like Taking um, some control back too, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, it's it's that's interesting. I never thought of it in that way. Yeah. Um, it's like th- the power that God wants us to have in Him, mm-hmm. like claiming that versus like a semblance of power that's actually a detriment to myself as well. Yeah, right. Like in this that sounds sense, li- great, and it feels bad. <laughs> 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 feels bad. What feels bad about forgiveness? It feels like humility. Ooh. And I don't like how it feels. Okay, is it yeah. easier to forgive or No, let's easier? stay there. Humility. Oh. What? That's good. All right, so what is it about humility that doesn't feel good there? I don't know. I'm just uncomfortable. Like just pain in my chest. Not like a pain, it's just like stretching me. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Inside my heart. Now, and I just, it's not, I don't like it. Is it easier to forgive or easier to accept forgiveness? Oh. For you. For me, it's easier to forgive. Yeah. It's easier for you to forgive. It's easier for me to give someone else. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say, because it's way easier for me to accept forgiveness. (laughs) That's why we make a good pair. Yeah. Hey, great. You're such a great (laughs) team and <laughs> we were the kid like on together like on the front of a book yeah exactly that wouldn't be weird at all hey um i so <laughs> so what so for you to receive so i mean because i would i would think that it takes a lot of humility to receive forgiveness but it sounds like you that's maybe think. that's not what <laughs> that's not how you experience that i'm not saying it's a lack of humility uh, I'm saying that it comes more naturally to mm-hmm. me to accept forgiveness because I I am so interested in the in the concept of freedom like over other um goods I guess uh and so my freedom is like so crucial to me and I think about it all the time. And then I also think about other people's freedom as well. Like they're free to forgive me or not. So the fact that they do, I trust that like that's their free choice. Mm. And so I'll accept it. Um, 
And so it's not really a question of like, oh, should you or do I deserve it? Or like, I don't get <laughs> like hung up on that because I just, that's their choice. So they're free to, they're free to make that choice. And that seems very evident to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I can see other people where they're like, they're still feeling bad about something, even though the person said, I forgive you. Yeah. And it's hard for them even to let it go or to forgive themselves. So mm-hmm. I think so some of the, some of it I do think, it has to do with like the way that God made us as individuals about what's going to come easier or as more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you think that you have an edge on forgiveness? Um, because <laughs> I'm going back to the conflicts part. Yeah. Like you, you, you said that you don't think so, but I, I want to say, I think you do because, because you don't like conflict. Like, is it easier for me to forgive because I don't like conflict? Yeah, I just feel like in the same way that I said it's easier for me to, like, accept forgiveness. I feel like maybe you're not. Maybe you're taking that for granted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly could be. It's uh, one of the things that I appreciate about forgiveness is that when it's done well, offered and received, then, yeah, you you can move on, move past whatever this conflict is. Wow, yeah. that's like totally on brand for you. Well, that makes you. so much sense to me. Well, at least I'm consistent <sighs> yeah. about this. No, I think you are. Um, in general, I the reason we I titled the this is well, I was looking through our book and mm-hmm. um, you know topics that we've written about that we could talk about. Yeah. But then you always say this: "I forgive you immediately." Yes. And so that's one of my favorite phrases of yours and uh i i hope that we could expound on it um i thought maybe you could also talk about uh avoiding um the need to ask for forgiveness (laughs) by like just yeah skirting the issue or fixing it on your own yeah okay not like to for god not like asking avoiding forgiveness from god but like from other people yeah yeah, I would. I have a specific scenario. I would much rather in mind. I would much rather um, deal with a situation myself than than have to get someone else involved. Instead of being like, "I'm really sorry." Yeah, really asking for forgiveness. I'm, I'm sorry, but could you? I'm sorry help that me? I lost the keys you gave me. Right. I'm sorry I lost the keys. Yeah. Let's work on this together. Like, say, if the keys, like if. If you were staying at someone else's house, in their generosity, they were putting you up and say, like, as you were leaving uh-huh. and locking the door, making sure it's locked. That's what they asked, making sure it's locked. And then say, like, the keys fell out of your hand uh-huh. and fell to Under the, ground. the ground. No problem. But but you're on a porch, maybe 10 feet in the air, that uh, that, that has a gap. Say it's, like, the width of, like... A key and a half. <laughs> and the key fell straight down it without touching any sides. <laughs> and landed in the dirt under this porch. But I mean, as a for instance. But like, can't you just walk? Okay, okay. Two things. One. Obviously, this happened to me. <laughs> in case two, you weren't confused by two. that thinly veiled metaphor. <laughs> Could you walk down the steps and just grab the key? Hmm. So that's not really like going out of your way to fix the problem. I mean, it's just walking down the steps. Obviously, yeah. Okay. So I did that, mm. but it was on. The, it was a rectory, 
and it was built on a hill. And the so the porch on, on the hill, about ten feet. And then since it was so high, there, there, were, there was nice, very nice like lattice, wooden lattice all around. So they like enclosed. So it was completely enclosed underneath the porch. So, uh-huh. so when you looked to find the key, you couldn't like just, you couldn't just walk under the steps because Correct. it's closed off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at that point. Yeah. So at that point, well, like, okay, I, obviously I could try and find uh, the priest who was, who was. Uh, whose rectory it was. Yeah, because like he could have a rake or something. Yeah. He could just be like, or, sorry, I dropped a key. Or Can what I, have I could a rake? do is like maybe the lattice doesn't surround it all the way. Or maybe there's like a portion of the lattice that I could lift up. Like it's, it's not secured well. So obviously you have to check all of those things first. Um, <laughs> kudos to the people who built it. It was very well secured all the way around. It was uh, everywhere. So you talked to the priest. Well, no, because then I'm like, well, look, I can see the keys. So like maybe... <laughs> <laughs> no, Maybe like no, a stick. No, no, no. So I was like, look, if I got a big stick, uh, but but again, kudos to the um, upkeep. There were no like sticks, sticks lying four around foot that were long <laughs> sticks <laughs> around in this yeah, there, urban area. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. Sounds um, surprising. If there was one, then that would have been simple. Problem no, solved. No sticks. <laughs> no sticks. Whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I know that you grew ones. up in the wilderness. I did. But like, this was in a city, so. Well, I mean, there was grass, though, and there was like, there was like bushes, so that, you know, they have st- Why not a four foot stick? Okay, so anyway, so there were no sticks, and then. Yeah, so then, then you know, like, start panicking a little bit, thinking about, all right, well, I'm going to be back late. The guy, I don't know, like, I don't want to interrupt him when I like, get home. send him a text. Yeah. Well, I mean. Okay, anyway, sorry. Continue. I, su- I see your predicament. I suppose I could have sent him a text. <laughs> but you didn't. But I didn't. So what did you do? Well, so, <clears throat> so as I, in my search for sticks, I did notice that on the other side of the patio, like the, the smaller side, there was a part, because the hill was pretty steep, especially there, there was a section where like the different pieces of lattice were put in and, and they didn't put the next one in until a little ways down so they could get more of it in without cutting. Okay. So there's a section which was, you know, like two feet wide maybe. And the height, turns out, was like <laughs> the width of me <laughs> no. minus a belt. No, 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 no. I didn't know that at no. the time, but it looked like I could fit through it. So obviously, I'd, I tried to fit through it. <laughs> you crawled. Yes. Under this lattice. Yeah. To get the key that you dropped. Yeah. And how did that? Well, now look. Also, I was in like, I was going. <laughs> we were going to something. So I had like dress shoes on. <laughs> I I had jeans on, so I don't. We weren't giving you a must talk. Have, I th- maybe you were going to wear your. You were going to go celebrate mass a little later. Right. Yeah. So I mean, thankfully, we were visiting I to give a talk, but yeah, then I wasn't in my habit. I, no, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I probably was. I would have done it if I was in my habit still, but but thankfully you weren't. Yeah, because it was. It was also like raining a little bit. Because <laughs> this is Washington, yeah. the state of Washington. So it's always raining. Um, yeah. Okay. So so it's, dress, it's there, but dress shoes, jeans. Yeah, my coat, my my raincoat. Um, but I thought, look, I can. I think I can fit through. 
So I crouched down on the grass. It was very nice again, very nice manicured grass. Um, and I kind of tested out. Okay, yeah, I think I think I can. So I started to shimmy through. Immediately realized on the other side of the lattice, it's just dirt, of course, and uh, a little bit muddy dirt. Um, but that was okay. I was I was able. I've been doing push-ups at the time. It's like I was able to like slink through and like stay mostly off the dirt. Um, I did encounter a problem though when my belt got to it. It was just enough that um, that it caught and. <laughs> so at no, this point, oh no! I was <laughs> half of me was under the porch, <laughs> no. and the other half was just my legs. This is so like, bad. Trying to keep my this dress so shoes out tragic. of the mud. <laughs> you like feet are up. Yeah, and so at this point, <laughs> I did just start laughing. <laughs> You're facing down? Yeah, facing down. <laughs> so the back of your belt got caught. Yeah, the back, yeah. <laughs> so I, oh, no. I was just laughing. Compose myself. Compose well, yeah, Because also, like, as I was there, I could, like, I looked and I could see the keys. So, like, okay. too far to reach. Too far to reach? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, it was no. like It was like another. You went through all of that and you. Well, I mean, if I could get all the way under, I knew I could get them. <laughs> But, but like, I, like halfway, you get, you'd be stuck there for life. <laughs> I could have been stuck there for life. <laughs> I could see the key, so I'm like, no, this is worth it. I can, I can do this. So I laid down on the on the dirt, and I was able to finagle my belt uh-huh. through. I was able to pop up, and it, it was again. Did, it was wait, high did you go in? Yeah. So now. Got my belt through and quick popped up. So now I'm crouching under the porch. You're in behind, the you're in the porch, boxed the in, yes. but with the key. Yes. So then I can, I can go pick up the key. Great triumph. Then again, I start laughing because if anyone walked by and saw me like crouching behind a cage under this the porch is... of the rectory, were you with anybody? No, I was alone. <laughs> well, but I knew I, my ride was coming, and I'm like I. Have to get out of here <laughs> before my ride shows up. I thought you were gonna say that you you took off your belt and like used it as a, <laughs> a like a lasso. And you oh, that would have been a good idea though. This is this is incredible. Yeah. I remember so you I, talking about this, texting me and saying like, "Hey, my my clothes are gonna be like a little dirty because there was a situation." <laughs> but yeah, I didn't remember how this turned out. So how? Okay. Yeah. So then I had the key, um, but a rock <laughs> fell in front of the gap, so I was stuck there for my life. <laughs> I'm there to this day. No, it was. Did pr- you back out? Did no. You- um. No, I went face face first again. Because that, that gives the most control. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like, that was the worst because, like, it was just dirt. I just had to, like, down on the dirt and, like, shimmy out. Okay, so you got out of there. I got out you of there. You had the key. I Diana had the key. came to pick you up and you up. all laughed. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I told her. You did because there's a picture. Well, I told them on the way back. I think I, uh, yeah, I played it pretty sense. close to the vest. That makes sense. Uh, the dirty vest for uh, <laughs> a couple hours at least. That's right, because I think... When you texted me, I was just like, what is happening? And then we had to tell Diana. Yeah. Can we can we see that picture to show? Because I didn't believe you about how small this. It's not big. There but it now is. there's a picture. <laughs> David, this is like a small gap. <laughs> ha, 
Like, you're not like a small person. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're like tall and big. I forgive you immediately. Shoulders. Uh, David, would, would you have tried to get through there? No, he would never. <laughs> no way. I know this man. He just would text the person. What? But he, he, he was busy. I don't know. If it, if it looked wide enough, it's a little hard to tell by, from the, from the, the depth, angle, from yeah. the depth, but because it almost looks like it could be touching the ground mm-hmm. from the picture's mm-hmm. angle. But yeah, if so it's a little hard to tell. But yeah, yeah I might if, it, if, yeah. if I thought I could do it without, you know, getting too dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, Thank I had to you get the keys. For what else? Explaining <laughs> that. <laughs> now look, yes, putting myself in a situation where I would have had to ask for forgiveness for dropping the keys perhaps would have been <clears throat> simpler. Right. Okay. Um. But like, I wanted to be able to do it myself. I guess. <laughs> Okay, look, I you, see your I see your point now. I was proud of this moment. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I see your point. <laughs> well, you made me laugh a lot, so that's good. You're welcome. I feel a little better, so thanks. You're welcome. Um, I, you recently sent me a litany, litany of trust, mm-hmm. which I hadn't heard of before, and you said maybe we could pray this sometime or pray it on the podcast. And so we have it today, and mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a preface, as I was thinking about forgiveness and, and praying about this episode, I was thinking like how how crucial it is to trust, especially you're, you're asking like, what, why do you need, why do I recognize humility mm-hmm. as I'm, as I'm thinking about forgiveness? But I guess it's like the awareness that God forgives me. And so like that relationship where I, I'm on the receiving end of forgiveness first before I can give it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but then it goes the other way as well. Like I have to forgive in order to receive. So it's like this, it's interconnected. Yeah. And forgive us our (laughs) trespasses as we forgive those. Yeah, exactly. But first you say, give us this day, our daily bread. I was realizing that because I, you always think like, forgive us as we forgive others. But first you're asking God for what you need that day. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think trusting that God is providing what I need then I can trust that he'll, he'll, not only is he taking care of me, so therefore I'm seeing myself as the creature, the one who needs to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then like, if I trust that he's taking care of me, then I can more easily release my, my grasp for control when I, when I would rather like hang on to a hurt, um, just to realize like, Hey, like God is taking care of me. So I don't need to like be fending for myself here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was hoping that you could lead us in this litany. David's going to have the words on the screen for those who are watching. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So <clears throat> it was only recently that, um, I, I encountered this litany of trust, um, really beautiful, uh, for all the reasons you just said to help us And there. There are two lines of response, Halfway through, we'll shift, and I'll, t- I'll tell you when. The first line, though, as I um, call for these different invocations, uh, you can respond uh, after that, deliver me, Jesus. And then halfway point, we'll switch, and the response will be, Jesus, I trust in you. Okay. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
From the belief that I am to earn your love. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable. Deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute. Deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises. Deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you. Deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will. Deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future. Deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past. Deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment. Deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have. Deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that the love... From fear of what love demands. Deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement. Deliver me, Jesus. The response now is, Jesus, I trust in you. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering, united with your own, will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan, that you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, Jesus I, trust I trust in you. In you. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's beautiful. David, what religious order uh, is that from? Uh, it says the Sisters, Sisters of Life, okay. Annunciation, Motherhouse, mm-hmm. uh, gives the address, written by Sister Faustina Maria Pia. Sounds right. SV. Awesome. You say I forgive you immediately all the time because you always do every time. Um, no. When uh, when I do forgive immediately, I, I say that. And mm-hmm. uh, when I don't, I make sure that I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So, yeah, Amanda, yeah. we, were, we were talking about this recently. We were. And because I, out of the truth, goodness, and beauty, I really, you know... I'm attached to the truth in particular. Mm -hmm. And so I have this sense of someone says, sorry, like I shouldn't just 
say I forgive you like mm-hmm. right away if mm-hmm. I'm not actually sorry. Who was I talking to about this though? I think you talked to me about like you were, you, well, we I were talked talking about it, but I think you went to confession and you said that the priest, you were talking to him about it. I'm pretty sure it was after confession that you came back and you're like, I was talking to this priest and he said that it's not that, it was something about like how you don't have to wait until you I, feel like you forgive. Yeah, I don't think it was confession, but no, somebody, may, maybe I just asked a priest just yeah. randomly. Oh no! It was uh, it was like a, a guy who was giving a, a talk. Oh yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. when you went with for religious education with, yeah. with one of our kids, yeah. So okay, that's right. Yeah, and he he said that it's kind of like saying I love you. Like you might not feel it, but you you choose to love. Mm. Same for forgiving. Mm-hmm. And mm. I thought it was good to hear that because I, I was I always debate about that. Like, do I say it? Do I have to feel it? And if I don't really, yeah. So I thought. Thought that was helpful to to hear it like that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know we didn't entitle this "How to Forgive Immediately," but yeah. you like how I do. You like questions that begin with "How," and yeah. you like answers to those questions. So absolutely. Um, I want David to forgive me right away. Yeah. So maybe you could tell him how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you do it? Yeah. So I mean, do you just say it. Yeah, that's that's part of it. <clears throat> I think. Um, I think it takes two things to forgive, and, um, and especially and tell. Wow, we're telling them. Wow, immediately, okay. and that's love and detachment, right? Like there yeah. has to be that sense of love. So I, I love that example of it's like saying I love you. Like yes, I've made this decision, engagement to the will. I do love, but like right now, I'm <laughs> mad, but still, still I love. Right. So there, there's that sense of like truly desiring to forgive and to be forgiven. Because you love the person, and that comes from a place of love. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, that makes because sense. because we Did love you say God. Detachment, <clears throat> and then detachment is the the next one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe you can describe that the detachment. Yeah, so the detachment is um, is uh, like w- with the sense of humility of being detached in that way, of like I, um, I'm not going to hold on to what I think needs to happen to how I think you should behave to how I think I should respond, right? Mm. Letting go of those things. So that's back to the humility thing. Yeah. You have to have humility to be detached. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're making it in to not forgive is, is to say that this is such a big deal mm-hmm. that it happened to me. Yeah. That I couldn't forgive. Right. This is such an egreg- egregious thing and like it's such an affront to me. And if I forgive, mm. what's that look like for my, you know what? What are people going to think about me then, or what's to say about? Am I am I allowing this? De- Detachment just allows you to say this happened, and I forgive it. Mm. You know, I'm not. That doesn't mean I approve of it, or any- I forgive. Right. So it, it allows um, that sense uh, to er, that. That I think is is very fundamental to to being able to forgive. Yeah. So for me, like the, the saying, I forgive you immediately, I started saying it because uh, when I was working at the college, there'd be a lot of students um, who would say things like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to steal a cookie here. Oh, yeah. And it'd be like, <clears throat> well, I brought those cookies for you to eat, so you're not stealing them. <laughs> right? And like, you don't, you don't have to be sorry for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so in, in a sense of... Um, Letting people recognize how often they say sorry for things. Like, sorry, I'm just going to sneak past you. Which is a <laughs> Midwesterner, that's a common thing. Like, well, yeah. I would say, 
Well, no, these are little, like, sorry, I'm just going to grab this. I forgive you immediately. Okay. Right? Like, because it's such a little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it started a bit as a joke, although it was honest. I, I was forgiving them immediately for this <laughs> lack of a transgression even in time. Right. Yeah. Or the smallest of, of infringements. Um, but for me, as I started to do that and say that more and more, and then it became a trope among the students that they would they would say that to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think I heard somebody around campus say, I'll forgive you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you must have been hanging out with Father Matt. Exactly. But getting, exactly. Getting cute. Yeah. Um, but I thought, well, no, I, I do want to forgive immediately, not just silly things, but but all things, right? That That is a desire that I have to, to really be able to forgive and not dwell on it in, and to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, from there, you know, continuing to, um, to try and apply that, you know, so when someone says they're sorry to me, mm-hmm. I really do try and say, I forgive you immediately and, and mean it. And if I don't mean it, then uh, I make sure I don't say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I've, I found myself <laughs> at times good. recognizing, like, I don't want to, no, I don't like. I'm not going to say I forgive you immediately, and then it's like, ah, no, no, I need to. Mm-hmm. All right, and I forgive you, right? Um, and I think that's the detachment piece to like not not allow your pride to dictate when or you can or can't forgive. Mm. Wow, does that make sense? Yeah, it's beautiful. All right, very so, descriptive. Also, I'm getting a little nervous because we're getting a little out of the artwork zone and into the like. Um, philosophy and like practical steps that help people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Which is also so, good. I yeah. mean, just I'm not familiar with this <laughs> personally, so out of my elements. Yeah. But so I would I, I would suggest this. Let's do that right now. Do what? Forgive someone immediately. Oh, I thought you were going to say artwork because there's several songs I can think of about forgiveness. Oh yeah. But maybe those could help people forgive. Yeah. What are they? You want to share those? Um, one of them is called Seven Times, Seventy Times. Ooh. It's so beautiful. And um, I heard it on the... We, we were taking a drive to a family event and there was some quite serious family friction, tension going on. And I heard the song and he, he talks about... It's, this, it's from his perspective of like being in a broken family, his parents split up and he just describing how he felt as a child like laying in his bed just feeling like everything was falling apart things he thought were stable and um like all of the the secrets that the house was holding like but they were terrible secrets and like Mm -hmm. terrible words and that were like sinking into the walls around him but then he said he said something like he's gonna reach up and grab forgiveness and wrap it around himself and i just like that image it was so moving to me. And then <clears throat> and then I wrote a couple of songs recently with sort of this theme of forgiveness. One is called They Don't Know. Like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what mm-hmm. what they do. The same words of Christ forgiving us from the cross. And then the other is called Frontlines. And it's uh, basically about like somebody who... <clears throat> it's, it's supposed to be like from, from Eve's perspective in the garden oh, yeah. to, to Adam. Or the sense of like any woman who looks to a man in her life who this man is supposed to protect and defend her right. and he didn't for whatever reason. And so then he leaves her in his place. Like she's the one fighting battles that weren't meant for her. Mm-hmm. And so like from that point of view, now I'm on the front lines and what am I going to do? 
like forgive and also to to stand like how you said like it, it is actually taking power back taking the control back with that control the, the power that god gives you because he knows like where you are and like yeah. what's been ha- what's happened to you so you can stand even on the front lines when somebody neglected their responsibility t- t- toward you and say i'm, I'm going to stand here and it's it's not your battle anymore. Like the battle belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some songs. Beautiful. That I know about. Beautiful songs. Thanks for sharing them. Okay. We can do the practical things now. Yeah. So let's <clears throat> let's forgive someone. So if for you who are listening or watching, if there's something or someone that you feel compelled that you haven't forgiven but need to, that's a really good indicator that you do need to forgive them. <laughs> Like if they're coming to mind right if now. If they're coming to mind. What like if you're like, this? this is random. I haven't even talked to this person in a month, for instance. Yeah, that would be like the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this is maybe something you should forgive. Okay. So, so then what would that person do hypothetically? So I would invite you then to uh, pray to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Equip me with your love and attachment. Think of that person. Recognize the love that God has for you, the forgiveness God has given you, the way that God is inviting you to pass that forgiveness and that love onto this person, this situation. Let go of your pride or your expectations, whatever's holding you back, and forgive them. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't work, then start by forgiving little things. <laughs> And work your way up. Hey, 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 hey. I feel better. Yeah. It feels better to just forgive rather than to like think about forgiving. Boy, doesn't it? Hypothetically, yes. (laughs) Well, that's the freedom of the Lord. Thank you to the Congregation of Holy Cross, Father Matt's religious order, who has supported this podcast, this ministry that we're doing together, in particular through giving Father Matt their permission to make time to be on camera to laugh and share stories of embarrassment and joy yeah thanks (laughs) thank you also to uh, those of you who support this podcast and the rest of Amanda's ministry as Amanda Vernon patrons to find out more information or to sign up to be an Amanda Vernon patron go to amandavernon.com slash patron cool you give us your blessing? I will. May Almighty God bless you. May you receive his forgiveness, acknowledge it in your heart, in your mind, and pass that forgiveness on to those whom you encounter. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. <laughs>